Welcome back, everyone. I had to make sure my microphone wasn't muted. Welcome back, everyone, to Stadia Cast. This is episode 29. I'm Bill. He's Lloyd. Lloyd, what's going on, man? Not much, Bill. Just getting ready for uh, our, our big uh, big announcement that you have uh, coming up in a few seconds. That's right. We do have a big announcement. But before we do, we record this show live Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern over at YouTube.com slash StadiaCast. So if you're listening to this someplace else, make sure that you come by and hang out with all of the awesome people who are here for the live show. If you want to directly support StadiaCast, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash StadiaCast and click the support this podcast link. And for as little as a dollar, you can help us create future episodes of the show. And if you're here with us live, you can also use the super chat feature on YouTube to support us and also helps us make sure that we see your message. Just like we just had Jack Mar- Marbury Jr., Joel Thompson, uh, scrolling back up, scrolling back down, and Anthony Talcott. Uh, You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for the Super Chats. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Yes, we've got an announcement. We are going to be interviewing John Justice again. If if, uh, Hold on, I got to do this right. Superhero John Justice. Uh, We're going to be interviewing him for a second time. For those of you who don't know who he is, uh, if you go back and listen to episode 23, we interviewed him. Uh, about about Google Stadia. He is a VP at Google and head of product at uh, Stadia. So uh, he came on the show. Google listens to the show. They came on the show and he told us a bunch of exclusive stuff, which was awesome. And it really helped out the show. Uh, and he, you know, I, I sent out a message to uh, our go-between and they said, absolutely, he's excited to come back to the show. So we're going to be talking to him sometime this week right this week yes this sometime this week and uh i will post it just as soon as i can i also want to just preface this keep in mind that there's always a possibility that something might come up something might get in the way i might have life get in the way john might have life get in the way and if that happens then it would be postponed or maybe it wouldn't happen at all who knows but right now um if you want to help us come up with questions I posted a thread over on Reddit, uh, so reddit.com slash r slash stadia, and you can post your questions there and upvote the questions that people have already uh, asked as to, I, I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to use your questions when I talk to him, but uh, I'm likely to. Uh, we, we will see. It depends on what the question is. Anyway, Lloyd, are you ready yep. to get started, man? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I, I just want to say I'm super excited uh, to be able to finally talk to John Justice and ask him all the questions that I want to ask him, except for the part where I'm going to be actually on a plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> November sucks. I'm doing a lot of traveling for business and stuff, and it just happens that this is when it falls. So again, um, w- what you can't prove is uh, because you've never seen us in the same room is that I'm really not John Justice, and I'm just pretending to be Lloyd with CGI, <laughs> Google CGI using their new uh, their new quantum computer that they're talking about. That that's what it takes to bring this weird looking face onto the interwebs uh, because we're really the same person. <laughs> Lloyd is a deep fake of John Justice. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> that is the best thing ever. Oh, man. All right. So last week during the show, uh, thank you to Philip for the uh, for the super chat. Uh, last week during the show, uh, we, we kind of asked a question about, do you think that Stadia is more of a console equivalent or a PC equivalent? And I 
A lot of people would obviously say neither, in which case you're misunderstanding the question. My, the question is, which is it more like? And so I tweeted this out. After, actually, I did a short video earlier this week here on, uh, at youtube.com slash StadiaCast where I was talking about um, Darksiders Genesis coming to Stadia along with PC, and it got me thinking... And actually, I, I had forgotten that we had talked about it on the show, uh, but it, it got me thinking more about this console versus P- PC thing. So I tweeted this out as a question, and I could not believe the results. Like, I thought that this would be very, very heavily to one side. Lloyd, before I go any further and show the results, I'm curious, what which side did you feel that it falls on? Um, well, if we can only choose between those two choices, is it a console or is it a PC? It's more, definitely more a console. Uh, we don't have any sort of, um, there's no sort of settings that we can tweak. We can't add a piece of hardware to it to make it better. Um, Google can, um, unlike modern consoles that we have where we have to buy a new version if there's a a feature update, but it's definitely a console. It's a, it's a self-contained unit. We can't load our own software onto it. It's, we can only play stuff that is downloaded from the internet. In this case, we don't actually have to download it from the internet. So it's definitely more of a console, which means um, a lot of things. It means that the, the developers have a set unit that they're developing for. They don't have to worry about the 2000 video cards and the 3000 motherboards and the different type of bus speeds for your memory and and like all the garbage that you have to worry about when you're dealing with a PC what can slow down games this is a console it's a set unit the only thing that could be slow is the input delay and that has nothing to do with making a game so for that um for for that reason it's more to me it's more of a console than a PC because we can't we can't load our own stuff on it and that's exactly the same thoughts that I was having. It is a defined specification that game developers don't have to worry about changing. And that makes it so much easier for them to hit those targets. That is why uh, traditionally when you buy a console, you tend to get better graphics than you do on a PC that you spend the same price on uh, because the PC has so much overhead that they have to that, that it has to worry about. Now, d- there's going to be people who latch onto that sentence and they're going to say, "Oh, Bill, PCs can have much better graphics than consoles." Yes, they can. But if I spend $300 on a PC, the games that I play on it are not going to look as good as they do on the Nintendo Switch. I'm sorry. If I spend $400 on a PC, they're not going to look as good as they do on a PS4 Pro. That's just not going to happen. So, I understand that PCs are very powerful. And everybody out there who's a PC guy or PC gal, don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm saying that they have a lot of overhead. They have to run the operating system, which the operating system has to be ready to do anything, not just run a game. And so that means there's there's a lot of bloat there and that requires a lot more overhead. So that's why I feel like it's a lot more like a console. Plus, the way Google is positioning it, they're saying that this, I don't have a controller in front of me, this controller is our not required input, but it's the input that we're putting out there. This is the one that we're right. showing off. They're not selling keyboards and mice, at least not yet. I mean, when we mm-hmm. interviewed John the first time around, I said, are you going to make Stadia keyboard, like a Wi-Fi keyboards and mice in order to do that same trick with the, uh, with the um, 
what's the word I'm looking for, Lloyd? Low, low latency. Latency. Yeah, the same trick with the latency. And he said, "Well, we don't we're, we don't have anything to announce right now. Uh, maybe if people want that, we'll talk about it." But anyway, I tweeted this out, and the results were very surprising to me. Uh, console fifty three percent, PC forty seven percent. I am like flabbergasted at how close that was. Does this surprise you, Lloyd? Uh, it just shows that it's kind of its own thing. Uh, it's neither console nor, nor PC. It's uh, it's like you take your your chocolate, you put in your peanut butter, but then you add sprinkles on top. So it's not it's not just chocolate and peanut butter anymore. Um, and and I think that's what uh, what people are thinking about here. Chocolate and peanut butter with sprinkles. On. All right, I'm gonna have to try that later. Something else is that something is else. that called? I, a I hate sprinkles. Canadian something. I, that's a like, I don't know. Canadian snowball. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I was I was just trying to think of uh, something else that would go with chocolate and peanut butter, and that's what came to me, which is weird because I hate sprinkles, so I don't even know why that was a thing. All right. Well, Lloyd hates sprinkles, so I'm going to have to find a new co-host next week because that's just <laughs> nonsense. Um. Anyway, and Lloyd's completely right. It's really neither of those things. My question was, is it more of a console equivalent or a PC? But in reality... It's really it's it's actually kind of both at the same time. It it's it's powerful like a PC, but at the same time, it has these targets that developers can shoot for. Um, yep. I will say this, and I think I've said it on the show before. I think that Google can take the Stadia tech and leverage it outside of gaming in the future. I look forward to that, where I can. Um, where I can, I can be editing a video in the cloud, hit that render button, have the cloud take over, and then that render happens almost instantaneously because it doesn't have to wait for my computer to do all of the processing. I think that that would be really, really fantastic. Uh, in chat right now, they're talking about condiments for some reason. You guys are <laughs> weird. Uh, anyway, uh, we did get some feedback from people. So Sofa Spy, who that's a funny name. They said, logically, it's neither a console nor a PC, but technically I can see devs treating it like a PC since you can have the highest graphical fidelity due to high processing power. In the same, It's the same reason why Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out on PC and Stadia the same day. Uh, and, and I know that there's people who are saying, like somebody in chat earlier said something along the lines of, I would really like it if we could have like graphical options on Stadia. And I don't understand why you would want that. Because you want to have the best graphical options that are available and the developers don't have to worry about all these different pieces of hardware so they can set this is the best experience. And I guess, I don't know, maybe some people would say I'm a better judge of what the best experience is than the developer because they're my eyes. So, okay, I can see that. Um, I, I would like to see... Uh, maybe a choice between 4K uh, 60 frames per second and 1080 120 frames per second. So if there's people who have those fancy 120 hertz monitors, then they could right. they could um, effectively use that 120 hertz. Like I can see that as being an, an option, but turning on anti-aliasing and turning it off or turning uh, you know on the the ground clutter. Uh, that's not something that we should worry about with this. And that's what makes it more console-like again. Go ahead, Lloyd. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, 
if I understand the way Stadia works, and I could be could be wrong here, but I think what Stadia does is they render every game at four uh, 4K 60 frames a second. So the the render the the render stream that they come out that comes out of that blade is 4K 60, and then it gets transcoded down to whatever it's streaming to you at. So um, every game is potentially going to be 4K 60 unless developers say no, we want it at 1080p. So that means that um, the graphical settings that most games have now are because you want higher resolution. It's like, okay, oh my, I have an older rig. I can't do 1080p with all the, the the bells and whistles. So I have to turn down shadows. I have to turn down the texture resolution. I have to turn down the 3D render resolution to get it to play at 30 or 60 frames a second on my equipment. Well, you don't have to do that on Stadia. It, it everything runs at because the hardware is the same. It's like a console. So you don't have to have the normal um, graphical settings that you would have on a PC. Um, you might have graphical settings in the Stadia app to say, no, I only want a 720p stream or a 1080p stream or I only want 30 frames a second or whatever. But that would be outside of where the game is running. The game, the game for itself knows that it's running at whatever spec um, that hardware is. Which means that there could still be settings for um, for different types of anti-aliasing, motion blur, the the normal types of things where it's more of a preference than um, putting it on or off to make your your gameplay better. Um, so there's still going to be some choices, but it's not going to be like a PC game where you have uh, three pages of I'm going to turn this off, MIP and a a blah blah blah, like whatever <laughs> acronym soup it's going to be, right? Like I don't care about that junk anymore because my game is running on essentially what a console is, which that's what I like. That that's what I'm excited for about Stadia because I don't want to have to I don't want to tweak tweak stuff. I've been playing the Outer Worlds, and it's like <laughs> I'm going to put everything on very high, and then it's like everything runs fine except for this one thing. It's a little bit framey, and it's like. Okay, well, what do I have to turn down to get that little framiness down for that one little section of the game? You won't have to worry about that anymore on Stadia. And that's the beauty of the platform. I ran into exactly what you're talking about with the Outer Worlds. Because I, I, in my in my computer rig, I have a 20, uh, an RTX 2070. It's a very beefy video card. It's not like top of the line, but it's pretty damn good. And it's fantastic. I love this card. I was running the Outer Worlds on ultra everything the highest settings and it hit my cpu like right now uh i'm streaming and recording and doing all this stuff on my screen and my cpu is at 32 percent running the outer worlds my cpu was sitting at around 80 percent and then i tried to stream it and like the like my cpu went way up and my frames were i was having all kinds of problems so then i had to go in and try and find the setting that would let me play the game and stream the game at the same time. And I'm just so happy that when when I'm playing games on Stadia, I'm not going to have to worry about that because it's all 4K60 in the cloud. And then depending on what screen you're looking at it on, it's going to send you a different stream. And actually, somebody asked me on the, on the YouTube channel, like they kept, I, I don't, I, I, I have a, they were having trouble understanding what transcoding is. So transcoding, which you mentioned this word earlier, transcoding is this idea where they take, and it's happening right now to this stream, uh, they take the input resolution and frames and bitrate, and they take that and redistribute it as different resolutions and frame rate and bitrate, depending on what screen you're looking at it on. So right now, when I upload this to YouTube, it is going up 
at 1080p, 60 frames per second, uh, and I use 9,000 kilobits per second as my bitrate. If you watch this this video later on, or even right now, in real time, like the people in chat, if they're watching this on a 720p screen, they don't get the 1080p, 60 frames per second, 9,000 kilobits per second bitrate. They get this 720p stream, probably 30 frames per second, uh, and probably, I'm going to say, probably around 2,500 kilobits per second bitrate. So that means that they're using way less data, and they're not they're not downloading stuff that they can't see anyway. Uh, yep. And that's what transcoding is. And, and somebody kept asking, is that going to happen with Stadia? Stadia is essentially a YouTube video. So yes, that's what's going to happen with Stadia. Exactly. And it happens real time on YouTube. Like if you're watching a video on YouTube, you can choose 720p, you can choose 1080, you can choose 360. And, and that's real time just because of the way that uh, Google has engineered their, their infrastructure to make all that stuff possible. Um, so if my hunch is right, what Stadia is going to do is always make a 4K, 4K 60 stream, then it's just the, the hardware in between that is going to transcode it down to whatever resolution you tell Stadia you want it to come at. Exactly. Um, one more comment from the tweet, uh, Maxime, who's often here in chat, uh, they said it's a console because, and these are some reasons that I hadn't really thought of quite editorialized store. That makes a lot of sense. On PC, you can pretty much get any software you want. Uh, they said no mods, but John Justice did say that we would be getting mods in the future, uh, depending on the game and the developer. Uh, no graphics settings. Uh, Lloyd and I kind of talked about that. One configuration for devs, kind of talked about that, and has its own controller, which is its identity for the console. So I think that there's a lot of really good discussion out there, and somebody accused me of trying to divide the community for posting the, the question, but okay. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, let's move on and talk about <laughs> our big story. For, I mean, we kind of had two big stories for, for today, but the, the, the biggest sure. story we <laughs> is the delivery estimates are just broken. Lloyd, you want to talk about this? Yeah. So uh, Google um, started updating delivery estimates for everybody that pre-ordered the Stadia Founders Edition. And um, it, it's ranged from the 19th of November to like December 3rd. And there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people are freaking out online. It's like, I, I pre-ordered on day one. What's happening? Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a mess. And it's, um, it, I, I guess the messaging maybe um, could have helped correct this. That this is just, th this is just an estimate before we actually put your stuff in a box and send it out to you. Um, but yeah, like I saw a lot of people chatting about this on Twitter that they were um, really angry about the fact that they pre-ordered on day one and they're, they're not going to get it till like week four uh, after Stadia comes out. And it's like, well, what happens with my Stadia three months? Uh, does that mean I've burnt uh, a month of my Stadia three months away because I don't have the system yet? So there's a lot of confusion here. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be any messaging from uh, Google on this, if um, if they if they admit to that they screwed up or that it's just an estimate, that you'll have a real estimate when it's actually put in a box and sent into the mail to you. Honestly, I don't understand. Like, uh, so I haven't seen this myself, but pe there's been people who have said that Google knew about this. This is a known issue when ordering things from the Google store. Mm. Why would you attach a, an inaccurate delivery date 
this far in advance like why like just don't put on a delivery date until it's in the box like i don't yeah. understand their thinking here because all it does is get people up in arms about it which is yeah. uh, so you know i got mine it said november 20th to 21st and i said uh and by the way what was yours because you look at uh, it yours. was it was like the same thing i think it was the 21st to 22nd or 20th okay. to 22nd it was it was essentially the same as you Right. And then there were people who were saying, check your address and just open up your address and hit confirm and it'll give you your real delivery date. And I looked in it and it said November 6th to 7th. So then I sent a message to Lloyd. I was like, here, try this out. And then you got what? 7th to 8th. Yeah, 7th to 8th. Uh, but then the next day, mine went back to the 20th to the 21st. So I was confused. Yeah. I called Google. Um like just their customer service line. And then they eventually said it's coming on the sixth, but I shouldn't have to call in order <laughs> to find out that piece of information. If you can't give right. us accurate information, we would prefer no information rather than inaccurate information. And I think that's what a lot of the community is upset about is this idea that Google I, look, I think Stadia is going to be a huge, huge, huge success. I really do. But Google has got to figure out their messaging because, like, I saw a, a, somebody sent me a message. They said, hey, Grace from Google, who is the um, the person who runs the, the official subreddit, um, she said she just posted uh, this new information. So I went and I looked and I was like, it's not really new information. It just said, look in your in the store to see your shipment dates. Like, it wasn't really new information. And then there's all of this confusion and they haven't said anything about it. Like they haven't responded to it. And I, I can't right. figure out like, what is it that they are just, why aren't they responding to it? Do you have any insight as to what the reasoning is that they're being so quiet about this? I don't know. They probably like everything with Google, it's all about algorithms. So they probably have a algorithm running on their website that auto updates this date because they don't want to have someone to actually go and, and enter all these things. So it looks at where their products are in the in the uh, pipeline. So is stuff shipping over on a boat? Is it coming over on a plane? Is it here in the warehouses? OK, if that's the case, if we want to get it to Winnipeg on the 19th or if we want to get it a week early, Okay, we have to start shipping it on this date. So it's probably just this algorithm trying to figure out where all these pieces are. Um, and then it comes up with a date that may not be accurate. Um, I was the same. Um, there was a there was a deal for Spotify here. So if you paid for one month of Spotify premium, you got a Google, one of those little mini Google Home guys. And so I put an order in. I I got my my one month of state of um of uh, Spotify. Um, which took me to a page. I clicked order and it said my estimated delivery date for uh, this little mini Google home was like November 12th or something. And this was in the summer. And I'm like, oh my God, this thing is back ordered like crazy. I got it a week <laughs> later. I, like it, it said, it said it was like four months away and I got it a week later. So that must just be what it is. It's, it's their system trying to, trying to, 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 to act smart and use an algorithm, but it just doesn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. You would, you, I, I just think that if you knew, like if you were in charge of this and you knew that there was a problem yeah. with that, you would just say, all right, shut that down until yeah. we figure out the right way to do it. Because it's, it's just so confusing. And yeah. all it does is it gives a lot of the, a lot of the press 
it gives them ammunition to say, this is why Stadia is going to fail and it's so bad. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. <laughs> it's just that they're bad at communication. And okay, that I, I guess that's fine. Uh, anything else to add on this before we move on? Yeah, and, and this, this release is different than any other console release that we had. So your Xbox One comes out, your PS4 comes out, your, your Nintendo Switch comes out. Nintendo or Microsoft or Sony, they know that the release date is November 19th. So they know that, okay, if it's going to be released on November 19th, that means that we have to start making it in June. And once we get a bunch made, we have to ship it out to warehouses. And then once it's in warehouses, we have to ship it out to stores. So they they make this product um, like six to nine months, sometimes 12 months beforehand. They get it ready. They ship it to stores. So they know they know that there's going to be the Switches or the Xbox Ones or the Pro uh, PS4 Pros in stores for that release date. And then they also know how much extra inventory they have sitting there. And they can send that out to customers for people that order direct none of these companies sell direct so it's all through it's all through distributors so they don't have to worry about any of that junk so oh, stadia true. is different stadia is different everything is coming from one source and they're making all the stuff and i'm sure that they started they started making it a while ago but they're getting everything all bundled up together and ready to be sent out so instead of having a hundred or a thousand different sources to send all these products out. They have one source, Google, um, with a bunch of different warehouses. Google just doesn't have one warehouse. But um, the the logistics are a lot different from a normal console launch where it's multiple companies with multiple warehouses, with multiple cities doing multiple things at the same time. So it's just, it's a, it's a little bit of a different beast. So it would be nice if the messaging was a little bit better. Uh, if Google came right out and tweeted uh, from their Stadia account and says, no, anybody that pre-ordered a, a Founders Edition on the first week is going to get it here, um, that would be great. But like Google, they don't like to, like Google has been with Stadia, they don't like to commit to specifics. <laughs> That's why they said your buddy pass will be shipped up to three months after you yeah. get your, your Founders thing. It probably isn't, but they, they want to, they they want to be sure that they're not going to lie to anybody and they're doing that by not putting specifics um which is it's bad for a lot of people but it's also good for a lot of people that don't they're not going to have the ammo to call google liars in that case true i mean google is trying to underpromise and overdeliver but it would just be better if they just wouldn't promise at all until they were sure and this is uh, this is not something that is unique to google we see this all the time with video game companies where they say, we're going to launch on this day, and then they're like, okay, we're going to have to delay that. And I understand that Google's trying to avoid that. Just don't say a day until you're sure. That's the thing. If you, like, here's the, the, the craziest thing is they made this announcement after we made all of the Founders Edition orders. So they know exactly how many they need they know exactly right. how many they have they know exactly how long it'll take to get to wherever it is from the day that they ship them they can decide all right we're going to ship them on this day and they'll be delivered on this day we'll make an announcement like just before that day like yep. why would they make this announcement so far in advance <laughs> when it was just wrong information it just doesn't make any sense to me but yeah what are you gonna do we're gonna move on uh you want to read about this uh, tell us about this next story lloyd 
Sure, yeah. So Bungie Help uh, tweeted out, uh, beginning on Tuesday, October 29th, the Stadia platform will show up as a login option on Bungie.net and the Destiny Companion app. Players won't be able to log in using Stadia nor set up cross-save until a later date when Stadia profile creation becomes available. Um, so this uh, this came out and people are people are going crazy. Um, but it's good that Bungie's uh, ahead of the curve. They're getting their game ready to do uh, cross-save stuff. They're getting ready to uh, for people that are new to a Destiny with Stadia to log in using their Stadia account. So this is a really good thing. Uh, and it could also be that maybe review units are going out early and uh, maybe um, Destiny is going to be one of the the first games that these uh, reviewers are going to be playing online. Um, so maybe they have to get stuff ready for for that wave of people as well. You know what what occurs to me is and it, do you play Destiny, Lloyd? He shook his head. He's. No, I, I talked to him when he was taking a cup of uh, drink of coffee. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, I I played a lot of Destiny One. Uh, I have not uh, touched Destiny Two, even though I I I own it through PlayStation Plus, and now I guess it's free to play, or is it going free to play? I think it's free to play now for everybody. It. I believe for it's, the base game. For the yes, base for the game. base game, and then you on Stadia you get like the collector's edition, or not collector's edition. You get the you get everything edition. Exactly. Um, so with this game. Uh, people who are playing now, and this is what I'm assuming, if you are already playing the game like you've been playing on your PlayStation or whatever, once the Bungie.net gives you that login option on PlayStation, you can log in and it will connect your accounts so that when you play on Stadia, you have your same account. But here's my question. If you... Does that mean that... How do I phrase this? I don't know how to phrase this. Um, damn it, Lloyd. Do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> uh, are you talking about save games and, and uh, progress, yeah, and like, the story, and you know, all that? Yeah. So the progress. If you play this before October 29th, does that progress carry over, or does it mean that the progress that you get after October 29th carries over? I'm not sure how to phrase that. It just occurred to me while we were uh, talking about it. Uh, well, my understanding, not having played Destiny 2, is that when they added cross-save, you're able to uh, to sync all of your um, all of your loot, all of your stuff uh, from one um, from one console, one system, one PC, whatever, to the other. So you can bring your gear uh, that you've unlocked, uh, your all, all your character progressions, so all your light levels and and skill unlocks and and all that stuff will come across um so yeah if you play early um you'll be able to then move that stuff over uh, i'm not sure if if it's like constant uh, but i believe it is so any anything that you do in a game that has been linked to your account will sync up to the cloud so you unlock a new thing um and then you pick up on your stadia once that's locked once that's um connected that thing will be there I believe, but not having played um, any Destiny 2 yet, I, I'm not positive on that. Now, my next question is, if you're playing, let's say after November 19th, when you're playing Destiny 2 on Google Stadia, you have access to the newest content, okay? Uh, if you then, because they have cross-save, if I am playing on this new like, let's let's say that i'm playing on stadia i pause my game i log off i go over and i'm in the new content and then i go over 
to my PlayStation and log in, what happens to me? Do I get kicked out of that content because that's only unlocked on Stadia? I think that that's probably what happens, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, all I know is that none of, none of the stuff is stored locally on your console. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether that whether that gear you unlock in say a a DLC raid uh, would then be playable in the base version, I, I yeah, I have no idea. I wish I had that answer for you. Um, didn't know that this was going to be a question before the show, so I didn't even read ahead. Uh, I didn't know it was going to be a question before the show because I didn't think about it until like you you like. I put this on there just saying, hey, look, you're going to be able to start playing on October 29th. And then in the middle of what you when you were explaining it, I was like, oh, wait a second. What about this? What about this? Mm -hmm. And it made me start uh, asking those questions. Um, Yep. So let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. Before we do, I want to thank Jason Curtis for their super chat. They said hello from sunny afternoon in the UK. Thank you guys for keeping us updated. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much for being here and hanging out. For those of you who haven't already done so, hit that like button, subscribe, and click the bell notification if you're watching on YouTube. We're going to hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Jade Raymond. Stick around. Buy a ColecoVision and a Coleco game cartridge by November 15th. We'll send you a free Cabbage Patch Kid by Christmas. All right, we are back. I see. I I didn't think that that one would come up, but it came up anyway. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, Jade Raymond, she is uh, basically been hi- or she has been hired by Google to lead up all of the first party stuff at uh, Stadia Games and Entertainment. Uh, she is the head of Stadia Games and Entertainment. And she recently had an interview with GameIndustry.biz, and she has a couple of quotes that I pulled out of there that I thought was very interesting. The first one, she says, is the role I'm filling as head of Stadia Games and Entertainment is building out all of the exclusive content for Stadia. We have a plan that includes building out a few different first-party studios and also building up the publishing org to ship exclusive content created by indie devs and other external partners. Um, I think that that's awesome. There's a lot of people out there who saw some of the videos that I posted this week and they think that I... Some people took it to mean that I don't want exclusives on Stadia and that is not what I mean by, by what I said. I said that Stadia can succeed without exclusives and I stand by that. It can succeed without exclusives. However, exclusives would obviously be awesome. And I want I want I want Stadia to have the kind of exclusives that show what can only happen on Stadia. Like that's the kind of thing I want, but I know that we're not gonna get that at launch. We have like one exclusive at launch as, as far as we know so far, and that's guilt. And uh that first personally I think that, that game looks awesome. It doesn't tell me why it's a, a Stadia exclusive, though. Like it could have been it that that game looks like it could be played on any platform. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I do think that the exclusives will help Stadia. That's not what I was saying before. I was simply saying that Stadia will be okay at the beginning when we don't have them at first. It'll still succeed. Uh, but what do you think about about this uh, this idea that a few different first party studios as well as uh, the publishing organization, so they can they can publish stuff made by other devs. It totally, totally makes sense. I mean, it's good to have um, an industry vet and a bit of a visionary uh, that is in that role because they will be able to see um, 
sort of what what's worked in the past on other platforms. They'll be able to sort of uh, plan out releases over the coming uh, weeks and months um, and uh, and get stuff set for down the road to say, hey, this is why you need Stadia. You want to play this really awesome game, say Star Wars game, just to throw it out. And the only place to play it is Stadia. And they can plan up for that, a la- that launch, that announcement, and then the rollout of that stuff down the road. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really great role, um, that, that she is, is filling. Um, it's sad to me that she's not, uh, heading the development team for one specific game because I'd love to play a, a, a Jade Raymond game. Um, but to have the responsibilities for more than just that one game, uh, I think that's going to be a great thing for Google. I, you know what I think of this as, um, Jade Raymond is Stadia's Kevin Feige. And for those of you who don't know who Kevin Feige is, he's the guy that pulls all of the strings for the Marvel game, for the Marvel movies. So, sure, they get a different director for these different movies, but the guy who's in charge of the overarching story over those 22 films that we saw, that was Kevin Feige. He was in charge of all of them, basically. Uh, and that's what she is doing. She is helping everybody. And I, I'm glad that it's somebody who knows what they're doing uh, that they're bringing in these industry veterans in order to support all of the um, all of the other people who come in and they might not understand how can we best take what we know as game developers and apply it for Google Stadia because Stadia just it's going to be a while before we get these exclusives and it's not because it's not a good platform it's because it's a very very different platform. And it's going to take time before I think a lot of developers realize what can be done. And she kind of talks about this a little bit in uh, in this uh, second quote. She says, it's very important for first party games, in my opinion, to be games that wouldn't be possible on any other platform. I think that's why it's really exciting and why we're building out the first party teams. There are a lot of things that, be, that being a cloud native enables that you're just not going to be able to see on other platforms. And I think that's the job of first party to really show show that off and let people imagine what those things are. In terms of multiplayer, everyone is essentially playing in one big LAN party as far as the tech is concerned. So there's no difference or constraints from an architecture perspective on how far the users or or of how far the users are or worrying about the replication and all of the other things that typically limit the number of people you can have in a game. Uh, so I think that that's really, really exciting. Do you do you feel like, are we going to get very many single-player games from, from Stadia? Like from the first-party Stadia? I, I think so. I, I mean, I think it, you're going to have game developers that want to tell a story and it's going to be this the story will either be a first person story or a first person single player story it'll be a first person multiplayer story um there's there's a lot of different uh stories to tell um and and stadia is just another platform like any else any other any any other platform so i i don't know if right off the bat we're going to be getting a lot of um first person single player narrative heavily narrative driven games on stadia um, they're probably going to want to do a lot of multiplayer and 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 large um, large mapped games just to show off the power of right. of the cloud. Um, but I think down the road you're going to have developers that that want to tell their story, and, and Stadia is just going to be a great place for them to do it. Well, I, I meant the first party stuff. That's that's oh, what for, I was referring to. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I do think, um, well, it all depends how many studios Google ends up buying up or creating, but I, I do think there is definitely a market there for the next big, um, like single player story driven game out there. And I do think that the, I, I agree with you that, that there's definitely a market out there for that. I'm just curious if, if that can effectively show us what Stadia can do in a yeah, way I, that other consoles can't. And I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying I'm having trouble imagining it. For sure. I mean, there's going to be parts of that. Like um, the the PlayStation 4 comes out. They You want your Uncharted there. You want your big um like single player narrative driven game um there could be um there could be a, f- a first party uh story based game from google that um doesn't have the ability to connect with your friends but has the ability for people that are watching you stream it um interact with it so um do like become a zombie or or um make spooky sounds like other other things that the the platform will then lead themselves to if you want to do that not every game has to be multiplayer because a lot of people out there don't like multiplayer games. They don't like interacting with other people online at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't, they don't play the Fortnites and the, the Gears of Wars and the Call of Duties. And, and, so, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. All right. Well, Young Powers in chat says single player stories that use Google's AI to give each player a more personalized story sure. experience. I think that that's fantastic. But does that like can... I mean, we talked earlier, Google's bad at communicating right now. Uh, can Google communicate that in a way? It, it's easy to show off what you can do when you're talking about multiplayer on, in Stadia and when you're talking about the cloud. When I'm playing a game that's a single-player game, it's hard for them to communicate that to me that this is really cool because of our AI stuff in the background that you can't see happening. That's yep. very different from having... Uh, uh, you know, a thousand orcs on the screen at the same time. And then, then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's just, it's so not obvious that I I worry that Google will uh, steer away from that. And I really, I, I hope that they will say, okay, even though it's hard for us to get this across, we're going to make sure that we, we do that. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure that we're going to get that. It's just an, a thought that occurred to me. Uh, thank you very much to Mitch for their $5 super chat. Go ahead. You're you're going to get at um, at launch, you're going to have games that are heavily focused on this, this is what Stadia can do. Um, just like the Switch comes out and you get one, two Switch and you get other games that <laughs> support it. You get the the Wii, Wii Bowling, Wii Sports with the Wii. You get um, other other games for other platforms. Um, I don't have to beat, beat the horse there. But um down the road then everything switch it's not let's let's not evangelize our new platform let's come out with amazing solution or amazing um um scenarios for the gamers to throw themselves into and and that will be down the road with the, with their first party software but again it all goes back if they still only have like one or two uh, first party studios it's probably going to focus more on stadia stuff um, but if they start or buy other studios um, that are already working on these uh, single player games, these story driven games, I think that stuff is going to roll into Stadia nicely. And it, uh, like I said, it's going to be it's gonna be like going to Baskin Robbins and, and picking out your favorite ice cream flavor. There's going to be something there for everybody, which uh, which is which is what's needed for a vibrant um, game store for to, to have games for every type of gamer. And hopefully Google will bring us some of those games themselves. Now, there's a lot of people 
who look at Stadia and then they say, well, Google has killed this pla- this thing that they did in the past. And, you know, they did Google Glass and then they threw that in the garbage and they did uh, Google Reader. Rest in peace, man. I loved Google Reader. They did Google Reader and then they threw that away. What is what? Wh- why? Why should we believe that Google is going to let Stadia stick around? And this is the last quote from Jade Raymond from that interview. Um, or the one that I clipped out anyway, she said, (laughs) it is a long-term view that Google is taking for a big bet and a huge new IP that's going to fully leverage the cloud. It may be several years, but we do have quite a few exclusive games in the work. I'm sorry, in the works that all will demonstrate some of the exciting things about the platform all along the path. It won't be four years, four being the number four, it won't be four years before gamers get to see this new exclusive, exciting content. There will be some coming out every year and more and more each year. So I know that there's a lot of people who are like, well, Google only has like one studio working on this. They're working on a lot of stuff and they're keeping it very, very close to the vest, which I think that they should do until it's ready because I've, I've harped on companies like Square Enix over and over and over again for showing, say, hey, look what we're working on. And they tell us this thing that they're working on for like four years in a row before it finally comes out. And I like that Google is playing this close to the vest. Any thoughts there, Lloyd, before we move on to CrowdPlay? Yeah, that that is one of the 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 don't buy Google Stadia because Google kills things. That's That's a narrative that has been coming up since Google announced it. And sure, they've they've done that in the past with um, websites that either there was better better ones out there for people, or they weren't being used. Um, there there might have been a, a core, say a thousand people that loved Google Wave, um, but maybe the the general populace didn't, and it was more expensive to keep running than to um, let people use it. Um, I I don't see I, I don't see something like this for Google uh, that they've been spending say five years on. Uh, coming up with the idea, developing hardware, getting all this stuff out, um, engineering their hardware, working with uh, hardware manufacturers to make the blades that are custom built for what they want to do, uh, throwing it out there and then pulling, uh, turning it on, hitting the big on switch to Stadia, the big oversized, comically large on switch, turning it on, letting people come on and then six months later saying, Hey, no one's buying our games, turning it off. Like, I, I don't see that happening. They know how big gaming is. Uh, gaming is one of the biggest industries in the world, bigger than movies, bigger than TV for revenue generation. They know they want a piece of this and they're going to, this is a, this is a long play for, for Google. They know how well games sell on Android because they've been selling games on Android. Well, people have been selling games on Google's play store for years and years and years and years. So they know gaming is popular. They know how much time people are spending gaming. They know how much time people are spending watching YouTube. They know how much time people are spending watching gaming on YouTube. So they have all this data set and they know that there is money in the future. So whether their first kick at the can um, it, it, like hits pay dirt for them or if they're gonna have to, to iterate and, and, and work for years to convince people why this is a platform they want. Google has this data and and they've they have the spreadsheets and I'm sure uh, superhero John Justice has stuff written down on a whiteboard in front of him right now when he's listening to this that says this is where we are, this is where we'll be in 2021. Um, I, I just I don't see Google pulling the plug in a year because people aren't buying their their games, all their games on stadia. I, I think it's going to be a platform that's gonna 
um, like steep for a number of years before it gets to where Google wants it to be because they, they just they have all the ideas, but they can only implement so many things at a time. Absolutely. And, and the idea of them pl pulling the plug in a year, like I I'm going to give you an, an, an analogy. Uh, they have spent so much money making this and it's coming out on, on, on the 19th, less than a month away. They've spent a, an absurd amount of money making this happen. And if for them to just say, forget it, we're out of here after a year, that's like that's like spending your life savings to plan a trip to go around the world or something and then quitting as soon as you get to the first stoplight. Like that makes no sense at all. And I don't see Google doing that. And on top of that, a lot of these projects that got killed by Google were these projects where they like Google has these 20 percenters thing where you get to spend 20% of your time working on your own little project. And a lot of those, those things that Google has killed in the past were those 20 percenter things. This is not a 20 percenter thing. This has a massive amount of money and people uh, and just brain space behind it. And that's why I think it's going to succeed. Google wouldn't put this much money into something only to toss it in the trash. Uh, I don't, I just don't see it. Um, in the crowd, but before we get to the crowd play, I did, I saw uh, we're, we're in the crowd play, we answer your YouTube comments or emails and stuff like that, uh, but also your chat comments. And Killajan in chat just said, I wonder if they will change YouTube's layout when Stadia comes out. And I have to say, God, I hope so. They need to have a button on YouTube that says Stadia, and you click on that, and it takes you to live streams like right there. Um, yeah. mixing them all together. Like I wanted to watch a live stream the other day and I was like, I wonder what it's like on YouTube. And I was looking around and I was like, it took me like six clicks, six <laughs> clicks to find live streams. That's way too many clicks. I, and yeah. honestly, I don't know how, um, holy cow. Uh, this is like the highest number of concurrent viewers we've ever had. So I don't know how that many people find our streams because when I go to watch a live stream on YouTube, it's hard to find. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough. And, and when Google um, threw up YouTube gaming, it was so easy to find people playing a game. You'd pick a game name, you'd see all the live, then you'd see all the work, the, the VODs. Um, and then, I mean, it's still kind of there, but it's also kind of not. So hopefully that was like attempt one. They they learned some lessons and maybe they'll have uh, YouTube Stadia or, or Stadia on YouTube, which will be uh, a view to everybody playing games and get rid of all that other content. Because I, I just want to see live streams. When I go to twitch i see all the currently live people that are featured all of the popular ones below like um surfacing new new twitch streamers i want to see that type of view on on, on google's website for stadia because i want to watch new people playing stadia games and giving us their opinions on what they're playing uh anthony talca in chat says doesn't stadia have contracts with game developers that they will have to honor i mean those contracts probably span years I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that each 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 partnership with uh, between Stadia and a third party uh, developer, I'm sure that they have contracts that have been signed. Uh, but I'm sure that they also have exit clauses that are built into those. That's why they are giant corporations that have uh, teams of lawyers. Um, Victor Del Maestro says the UI isn't my first priority. I, I get what you're saying. The I. I 
I, I just think that the UI is for YouTube needs to be fixed uh, in order to drive people to watch live streams there. Although it's still more people watch live streams there than than on Mixer. So so there's that. Yep. True. All right. We got some comments on our recent uh, YouTube videos. Um, I again that PC versus console thing. Uh, Shadow Bolt zero zero one says I don't like viewing Stadia as a PC or a console. It's a whole new beast that has aspects of both with entirely new features. And uh, Lloyd and I completely agree with you. You want to read the next one, Lloyd? Uh, before that, uh, we we called it a platform. Uh, so we're it, it is a platform. It's not a PC. It's not a console. It's a platform. So uh, we can we can reference that again going forward. Uh, the next comment from Matthias Bergstedt. Uh, Since Stadia has fixed hardware, I look at Stadia as a console. And yeah, that's that's kind of. I, I think it's a platform that's more a console than a PC, <laughs> even though it runs kind of PC hardware in some instances. But but yeah, this is going to be a, a fun conversation for the next six months. It is. Uh, Kenny G set a saxophone down for just a few minutes and said, <laughs> I'm thinking that it's a high-end PC that I don't have to upgrade. I'll be playing Stadia primarily on my laptop and tablet. And that's something that I keep forgetting about is that you don't even you don't have to have a controller to play. Yeah. I, although I, I bet you that there's going to be some games on Stadia that require a controller to play, just as there's going to be some games on Stadia that require a mouse and keyboard to play. Do, do you think that's going to be the case? Uh, I, I would think so. I, I think like every every platform I can think of has requirements for specific peripherals. So I... I I'm sure there's going to be a game that needs the controller and it won't work with keyboard and mouse. Um, maybe it's like a first person shooter and they don't want the TV players to play, uh, to, to be matched up with PC gamers, uh, people that are playing on a PC rather with a keyboard and mouse um, to make it fair. Um, <clears throat> something like that I'm sure will come. Well, I, I was thinking more along the lines of Google requiring, saying to developers, if you're going to bring your game to our platform you must include controller support like do you think I, that's going to be a thing i i definitely think that is a thing i think uh if because they have uh they have the tv version uh, on the chromecast ultra that isn't going to support keyboard and mouse it's only going to support the controller until stadia comes out with a wireless uh keyboard and mouse down the road in two years or whatever um so i think every game is going to have to support uh controller uh, but then I think developers are going to be able to say this game only supports controllers. Um, it doesn't have to be the Google controller, um, the Stadia controller, but it could be any sort of controller that's plugged into the device that you're using. I, I can see that happening, but I don't know. We'll 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 see. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen at launch, though. Uh, Tim Vanderbruggen uh, says, how many founders did they sell worldwide? I have no idea. Um, I don't have an answer for you. I'm guessing a lot. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't have an answer. Uh, here's something else. We don't necessarily have an answer. We got an email from Daniel B. They said, my question at Google is when can I set up my stadia name? It seems like I should be able to set up my name on the 19th and possibly play on my PC at that time with no issues. Since I did drop $140 with tax on the founders edition. It seems very odd that Google is now saying that they are going to start shipping on the 19th. I don't think that that's what they said. Uh, they said that they're going to start arriving on the 19th. I think you misread what they said. Uh, they also, uh, he, he, could, he continues, 
Hopefully, we will get an email on the 19th with instructions on how to set up our Stadia accounts and log in and play on our PC since it looks like we will not have the controller with the Chromecast Ultra. It would be I would be interested if you and Lloyd can discuss this issue on the next Stadia cast. All right, so Daniel, there's a little bit of misinformation for you there, and I want to make sure that I, I help clear it up. Right now, we don't know when our stuff is going to arrive. Google told me, because I called their customer service, they told me I would get mine on the 6th. They told Lloyd that he would get his on the 7th. Uh, or they told me the 6th or the 7th. They told Lloyd the 7th or the 8th. And they've been telling a bunch of people a bunch of different things. If you want more information on that, I have posted two video or a video earlier this week all about that. As far as when you can set up your account, when your Founders Edition ships, when it exits the warehouse and is on a truck someplace on its way to your house, you will receive an email. And in that email, it will have a code, which then you can use that code to create your account. Now, I asked Google if, uh, not on the customer service, I just tweeted at them, um, will we be able to play on our non-Stadia devices on the 19th? Holy cow, the wind is crazy. Uh, on the 19th, <laughs> even if our equipment is not arrived yet from shipping, they did not answer. I'm assuming that we can because that's the whole point of this this platform is that you can play it on whatever screen you want. So on the day that it ships, you're going to get an email. That email contains a code. That code will get you your account, and you should be able to play on the 19th, whether your stuff is at your house or not. Lloyd? Yeah. I I, I think most people that have pre-ordered will have it on the 19th. Uh, but people before then will have already created their accounts. So uh, like you said, Bill, uh, you're going to get a shipping email immediately followed by a you're a founder, claim your founder uh, account email, and then it'll just be a waiting game until the stuff shows up at your house. Exactly. Um, in, in chat, Kilijan is saying ships, shipments all de- always depend on where they send it from. And it, it, where, when it takes one person one day to get, it'll take another person seven days to get it. You will get an email that same day as others. You know what, though? There's a lot of other, like, when a video game gets released to, uh, like, the physical edition, it gets released, and people have ordered it, like, it sits in a warehouse waiting for the day to ship to you. Like, I think it gets to my post office and then waits at the post office until that day, and then they're like, okay, now we're going to send it. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why Google, and we're back to the shipping thing again, why Google couldn't do that where, because everybody else seems to do that, where they ship it out, it gets to the, I guess, the last mile, and then just waits until that last that, that last possible moment. And then they're like, go, everybody go. And then everybody goes. And then you everybody gets their stuff on essentially the same day. And I don't know. I don't know why Google couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's it, shipping time can be weird. Like I, I've ordered a product from Apple that came right from China and it arrived the next day. Uh, and I've ordered something else that came from China and it took six weeks. So shipping can be weird and it, it all depends on your uh, logistics, I guess. But yeah, like you said, Bill, it, it would make sense that all these things are sitting in warehouses around the 
the worlds in the areas where Stadia is launching, and then they're just waiting for that ship time. And that's probably why the website is confused, because it's looking at the stock in different areas and it's trying to figure out where you are. And that's probably also why when you updated your address, your shipping date changed, because it knows specifically the location to where you are, where the closest warehouse is, when they're when they're expected to get their shipments if they don't already have it. Um, so yeah, uh, logistics is a is a tough thing. So um, I'm sure everybody will get it close to launch and we'll all be playing and, and this uh, this talk about when am I getting my damn Stadia is all going to go away. <laughs> With any luck. All right. I think it's time that we wrap up the show. Uh, we're already at an hour. So you can follow the show on Twitter at StadiaCast. You can follow me at RunJumpStomp. You can also follow my other YouTube channel, RunJumpStomp, youtube.com slash RunJumpStomp. You can follow Lloyd on uh, Twitter at Dasme, that's D-A-S-M-E, or you can follow him on YouTube at youtube.com slash ResedTV. Did I get it right? You did. Okay, Uh, and be sure to use the hashtag StadiaCast so we can find your tweets. You can join the Discord. We've got like 600 people over there on the uh, runjumpstomp.com Discord. I'm sorry, slash Discord. Uh, And if you're already joining Discords, make sure you join Lloyd's Discord as well, rezd.tv slash Discord. The music that you're about to hear is Subterranean Kamikaze by Zircon. Check out their stuff at zirconstudios.bandcamp.com. Lloyd, I will see you next time, man. Yeah, see you, everybody.